You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood, art ed, me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and for today's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to be looking at an iconic image, the smiley face. Now, a lot of times with these iconic and sort of simple designs, we don't really know where they came from. But in this case, with the classic yellow circle, two dots and a smile, we do know who invented it and why. And so this is the story of how the ultimate symbol of joy and happiness came out of the world of corporate mergers and acquisitions. Now, seriously. In 1963, an insurance company, State Mutual Life Assurance Company of Worcester, Massachusetts, bought Guarantee Mutual of Ohio. And so people who were working for those two companies as one bought out the other, they weren't all that happy about it. And the company decided to hire a graphic designer to make something they could use to make people happier around the offices. They wanted a design that they could put on about 100 different buttons or little circular pins um, that people could wear and it would remind them to smile and be kind and be friendly around the office. Harvey Ball was the artist that they hired. He said he made a circle with a smile for a mouth on a yellow piece of paper because it was sunshiny and bright. He also decided to make the eyes slightly different sizes and the smile a little bit off-center to sort of emphasize the human touch. Um, You know, there's this Japanese idea they call wabi-sabi, which is sort of like the beauty of the imperfections. And Harvey Ball wanted to convey that tone, um, sort of embracing and accepting you know, everybody, flaws and all, still smile and be happy. Now, Harvey Ball was paid $45 for his design. He never trademarked it or anything. He didn't think it would go beyond that little local campaign of 100 buttons. And in 1963, $45 was the equivalent of about $375 today. Not bad for about 10 minutes of work. 
Well, the smiley design that he came up with, it was an instant hit. It started with that insurance company ordering 100 pins to pass out to their employees, but everybody who saw it wanted a button, and so they were quickly ordering them in batches of like 10,000. Interestingly, it was someone else who trademarked the design and made millions from it. Harvey Balls said to have been all right with his choice not to do that himself. He was really happy and really proud that he put out something that made so many people smile. And so even though someone else was making millions off his design, he didn't sue them. Instead, he started World Smile Day, dedicated to smiling and acts of kindness. And in 1999, Ball formed the World Smile Corporation. They organize World Smile Day, and the money they make licensing the smiley designs goes to support children's charities. Now, as we all know, when one person shares their good idea, it can often spark good ideas for other people as well. And that smiley face that Harvey Ball invented in 1963, it has evolved into essentially its own language. In the early days of text messaging, people often used the keys to make what we called emoticons. They would press the colon and then parentheses to make a smile or semicolon parentheses to make a wink. Um, It was a way of sort of showing the mood that couldn't be captured as well in the text. And then in 1999, Shigetaka Kurita, a Japanese artist, created small symbols to use as sort of short and simple messages. Kurita invented the emoji. Now, I would encourage all of my listeners to celebrate World Smile Day on Friday, October 1st, 2021. It is a day dedicated to smiles, random acts of kindness, and just sending positivity out in the world. And for all my fellow art teachers out there, if you're looking for a fun lesson to help commemorate World Smile Day with your students, I put one of my new favorite lessons up on the website. Under the Teacher Resources page, you can find my emoji lesson that goes over all the information we covered in this episode about Harvey Ball and the development of the smiley face, as well as a video lesson demonstrating for students how to create their own personal unique emoji that shows what makes them smile. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.